Psalm chapter 79, verse 1. A Psalm of Asaph. Asaph wrote this, and he is one of the chief musicians. O God, nations have come into thy inheritance. They have defiled thy holy temple. They made Jerusalem become heaps. This is a song of lamentation about when Jerusalem was ransacked and the temple was destroyed, which happened when the Babylonians took over Jerusalem during King Zedekiah's time. 2. They gave the dead bodies of thy servants food for the fowls of the heavens, the flesh of thy saints for the wild beast of the earth. The people who died were eaten by wild animals, instead of being buried, which was a shame. 3. They have shed their blood as water round about Jerusalem, and there is none burying. There is blood everywhere, and there aren't enough living people to bury those who were slaughtered. This was because Zedekiah refused to humble himself and be submissive to the Babylonians like he was instructed by the Lord. And we'll read about this when we get to the book of Jeremiah. Because of the Israelites' sin, the Lord commanded Zedekiah to submit to Babylon, but he refused and he tried to fight in his pride instead of accepting the Lord's discipline. So he and his sons died. For we have been a reproach to our neighbors, a scorn and a derision to our surrounders. All of the pagans around Israel knew that they had been defeated. 5. Till when, O Jehovah, art thou angry forever? Thy jealousy doth burn as fire. The Lord was jealous because the Israelites had worshipped false gods. The singer is asking the Lord when will he stop being angry with them. Some people have false jealousy where they're paranoid and they imagine things that aren't true. But sometimes people have a genuine reason to be jealous if somebody bitterly betrays them and dishonors them. And we dishonor the Lord whenever we worship false gods, and he has every reason to be jealous. Jealousy isn't the same thing as envy. When the Lord is jealous, he doesn't envy the false gods. He is simply angry because he's been betrayed by us. 6. Pour thy fury on the nations who have not known thee, and on kingdoms that have not called in thy name. The singer is asking the Lord to instead turn his fury onto the pagans. The Lord disciplines his own children first, because he loves them and he wants them to repent and come back to him. So it's more important to the Lord to discipline his children than to punish those who will never repent, because they will have eternal punishment in hell. 7. For one hath devoured Jacob and his habitation they have made desolate. They made the temple desolate because the Lord's presence wasn't there anymore. They ransacked it and stole many things, and the presence of the Lord left the temple, so it was left desolate. 8. Remember not for us the iniquities of forefathers. Haste, let thy mercies go before us, for we have been very weak. It says, forget the sins of our forefathers. And this is a plea, not a command to God. It's just saying, please have mercy on us. Don't remember the sins of our forefathers. In every generation, the Israelites sinned, except during some of the king's reigns when those kings prevented the Israelites from sinning, like King Hezekiah 
and King David, they prevented the people from worshiping idols. 9. Help us, O God, of our salvation, because of the honor of thy name, and deliver us and cover over our sins for thy name's sake. It says, please forgive us. That's what covering over sins means. It means forgiving for your own name's sake, so that your name will be glorified, that you forgave us and restored us. 10. Why do the nations say, Where is their God? Let be known among the nations before our eyes the vengeance of the blood of thy servants that is shed. Don't let the pagan nations say they have no God. Be sure and avenge our blood, so that the pagans will know that you are our God. But ultimately it was the Israelites' fault if the pagans ever forgot that they had a God, because it was the Israelites who kept turning to paganism. They claimed that they were the children of God, but they were busy worshipping all of the pagan idols. 11. Let the groaning of the prisoner come in before thee, according to the greatness of thine arm. Leave thou the sons of death. The singer is telling the Lord, Let your strong arm deliver us and bring us out of our prison. And the strong arm of the Lord is the right hand of the Lord, which is his son. 12. And turn thou back to our neighbors sevenfold unto their bosom, their reproach wherewith they reproached thee, O Lord. It's saying, punish the pagans seven times over because they attacked us. The Lord does always punish whoever he uses as an instrument of his wrath all throughout the Bible. You never want to be the instrument of God's wrath. If you're the one who the Lord lets attack one of his children to discipline his children, be sure he will attack you later after that child repents. And that's what this verse is referring to. Since you used them to discipline us, now go punish them. We remind people of their sin and we tell them to repent, but we don't punish people. 13. And we, thy people, and the flock of thy pasture, we give thanks to thee, to the age, to all generations, we recount thy praise. They call themselves the flock of God or the sheep of God, and that's exactly what they're supposed to be. Sheep follow their master, goats don't, and those who practice sin are goats spiritually because they will not follow their master, the Lord. But at the end of this song it says, we will follow you, and we will thank you, and we'll praise you throughout the generations. And it's saying, please save us so that we can do that. And that concludes Psalm chapter 79.